You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Flames Bowl of Turkey. Getting their third straight bowl victory. We'll break down the win over Eastern Michigan, plus Liberty Hoops find success on the road. And let's get into the Grinchmas spirit, because Christmas songs are great and all, but let's rank the worst ones. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. You know, being Coach McKay's favorite, I'm surprised that Matt Warner is here with us in studio and not on a plane to Hawaii right now. I'm surprised after a bowl when you're starting with that. But I, I want to go back to the, the turkey sound from Joe. Yes. I, it sounded almost like you had a, like a saltine stuck in your throat or something there. Can I wasn't sure what time. I mean, that might, that again. Like, if you're a turkey hunting, it's, yeah. it's like. A, okay, that's and then, and then that's a hen. And then the gobbler goes. Uh, uh, we got to get Coach Green in here to rate these, like that's turkey true. calls, yeah. right? Yeah. Green, I'm sure Ranking can, the yeah. turkey calls. Yeah. Well, he'll yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. He'll yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, so I've actually never been turkey hunting, <laughs> so maybe that can be an in the oh, fire that yeah. we do yeah. with yeah. Uh, Coach Green later. But, yes, third straight bowl victory for the Flames in as what many years. What was me? You could do it with me. Uh, we can go turkey hunting. I uh, didn't know if you were still, like, spending all your weekend time cleaning Coach, up all the leaves. In Coach Green would be funner to do. Yeah. More fun. So uh, the Flames get their third straight bowl victory. It's strange because in some places I've seen that this is history. So is it actually history? Because they're the second team. Yeah, I think they're the second team to ever win a bowl game in their first three bowl appearances. But still, so such a great um, accomplishment. And this was so important for the Flames to end the season with this victory after, you know, going into the game, three straight losses. So what does this do for the Flames moving forward in terms of – before we get to that, actually, okay. let's whoa, break down whoa. the game. Because yeah, I'm excited. I, I yeah. guess we can't really go into too much detail about recruits and all that. Yeah. But let's talk about the game in itself. A little bit of a slow start for the Flames, but, I mean, man, then they got on fire. Yeah. I mean, what was the spread in the game? Nine uh, points? Between seven and nine. Between seven, seven, and seven and nine. And when early in the game, when, they, when Eastern Michigan scored – I was like, this is a tough football team. Like you, they had that, you know, they, that Michigan style type type of toughness kid. Yeah. But then once Malik Willis got hot, and you could see the the speed by the Liberty receivers, and it was so great for me. I love, I, you know, everybody. I've always been a huge DJ Stubbs fan. Yeah. I think that kid's a great competitor. Yeah. He blocks. He does all the little dirty things that that people never see. And uh, for him to get that touchdown, that was awesome. We're so, so bad about writing down our. Um, Bold predictions. Bold predictions, but that touchdowns. was. I did say two touchdowns for Stubbs. When he yeah. got that first one, like my mom texted me right away. Yep. You called. I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I said two. I said two. But yeah, no, you just feel good for him because he's oh. battled injury. Yep. He's been out there this year. And I think a lot of us wondered, like, boy, how right is he at times when he came back from the injury? But he was gutting it out. And then to see him have that success in his last game, I mean, that, that was just great. And how many, I mean, so many guys. You look just up and down this roster. The play Skylar Thomas made yeah. to I bat know. that ball. That was a great play. Find it, Going locate full it. Speed. Yes. Right. I mean, catch it and then and then take it in, like up and down the roster on, on both sides of the ball. You saw some of these guys make plays. And to your to your point, Malik Willis, he got enough time. And when we saw when he had time to stand in the pocket, there were times where I'm like, 
He just got to stand there and survey yeah. the field. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, what was that? I wonder that? if he ever thought while he's back there going. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if I, I wonder if he's ever thought while he's back there for a little bit, looking around, going in the back of his mind, going, "I've never done this before." <laughs> yeah. But but when you when he got the time, you saw <laughs> more shots at the old line. Those playmakers the down the field that we talked yeah. about all year long, the Kevin Shaws, the yes. Stubbs, like, oh yeah, like there they are. Yeah, they, he, they're still here. Yeah, he definitely helped himself. Like you know when they they showed that one stat of his how many inter- you take the UMass game out, UMass will maybe the worst team in all of college football. You take that game out, and then you look at his last four games, whatever it yeah. was. His interception at tight was not very good at all. And so he went into that game with such little momentum. Momentum's obviously swinging in the wrong direction. And then for him to get it back like that and to do it both with his legs, and like you said, Matt, to be able to stand in the pocket and make the throws, and then when it broke down, use his leg to score the yeah. touchdowns, he helped his draft stock in that bowl game. Definitely didn't want to sit out of that one. I feel like there's a lot of MVP, MVPs that the Lending Tree gives out. Is that typical in every bowl game? And then something no, that I've just not noticed. I mean, no. special. You get an MVP. You get an MVP. Yeah, Round Point MVPs. Mortgage wouldn't do that, but that's a different story. Joe's already trying <laughs> oh to build gosh. his own bowl game. For next yeah. year. Yeah, we're working well, on it. Well, you texted me about yeah. the Round Point Mortgage right. Bowl. Well, that's yeah. just because we no, want to link- broadcast it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe we can take like. A four-win team, right? <laughs> yes. we'll, take, we'll take two want, really bad can, teams. Can we convert your pickleball court? Into yes. Like a yes. That's yeah, that's actually we'll, we'll, we'll work on. You, know, you are on to something. Uh, we'll work right there, Warren. The Minutemen. Okay. <laughs> Director Malik <of> <laughs> Willis accounting for five of the Flames' seven touchdowns. He had 289 total offensive yards. What does this do for Malik Willis in terms of draft stock? I don't, I don't know. Like it puts a positive spin on him. I don't know if it changes his draft stock. To be honest, I think a lot of that goes back to when he goes down to the, the next time bowl. he's in Mobile. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I agree. But good. yes, but you'd certainly for him just probably confidence wise. Yeah, I think it's probably a bigger factor for him to kind of end his career feeling good about his performance. We remember how it finished with with Army. That's not how you wanted to go out. And for him to to play the way he did and to showcase everything, like you said, both on the ground and through the air. Like I think for him, that's just you want you want that confidence heading into now a huge you know week at the Senior Bowl where you've got all of these top quarterback prospects there alongside you. Like you want to be in the right frame of mind heading into that and not going in being like four straight losses, like doubt creeping in, like all that's behind him now. I think he goes in with with a good mindset and that that's that's more beneficial than anything. Joe, are you surprised that Malik even played in this bowl game? No, no, because not be one because of what type of kid he is. I mean, you're talking about a guy when they played uh, was in North Texas that he got hurt and yeah. thought he would barely walk off the field. And doctor looked at him and he's and he basically said, I mean, you think about it when he, his stock was really high then. Yeah. At that point in your mind, you think, man, maybe I should just shut this thing down. Yeah. Right. Because this guy, but no, that's just not what kind of kid he is. He's. I've always said this from the beginning that. Malik Willis is an in-the-moment type of kid. So if his job is to play for Liberty University right now, he's not thinking about next year being in the NFL. He's going to do his best for his university in the present moment. And so he came back and and showed great grit and toughness. And I think that's going to speak uh, huge volumes for for his draft stock and when people are looking at him, just what type of competitor and person he, that he is. We talk about Malik, and, and we've talked some a little bit about the offensive line. I want to talk a little bit about the running backs because I do think this was one of their more explosive games. Uh, Josh Mack wasn't there, right? He did decide not to play in, in the bowl game. So you had TJ Green, Shedro Lewis getting the bulk of the carries. And, you know, we had all all season long been like, boy, I would love to see a little bit more of those yeah. guys. And I think they were more explosive. I think, like, as I've thought about it, it's like, the old, what's the old saying? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Yeah. I almost wonder if you have three running backs, yeah. is that too many mouths to yeah. feed? You know? And, and, and Joe, you tell me, but 
I feel like at times the running back position can be a little bit one of like rhythm and like if if you get five carries, you may not be as good as you would be if you got eight. It's like kind of you're getting into the right. flow of the game and sporadically jumping out there for a series every now and then. Maybe you don't kind of find your feet underneath you. And to see those guys play, uh, Green went, you know, eight carries, 88 yards. He had a 34-yard touchdown. Shedro, 72 yards on 11 carries. Like, they were more explosive in the run game. And and the line did play better this game than they have in games past. But that excited me as well because you got both those guys, you know, that are going to yeah. be here next year mm-hmm. to see that explosiveness in the run game. That that's something that hasn't been there a lot this season. Yeah, as much as much as we've taken shots at the offensive line, well, maybe not. Shouldn't we lump you guys in that? It's more so me. Yeah, yeah. But um, they they have had spurts where they've run blocked really well. Yeah. And they had some spurts in the game, and you saw the touchdown run by T.J. Green. It was like, that's what football's supposed to look like. They were able to open up the hole. He saw the hole, and he exploded. You saw his speed yeah. right there. I mean, that yeah. kid can run. And you, you could see his well, speed. Yeah, he through. has like two national championships in track. Yeah, I mean, he, when he's, he he's got speed. burst. He has burst. And so when you saw that hole open up, and that burst and the vision, just be able to go through it, and then he was gone. That's what running the football is supposed to be. And I'm with you 100%. I think it's hard on coaches when you got you got too many chefs in the kitchen, and you you got three running backs, right? And they're all pretty good, and you're trying to make everybody happy, and, and this, yeah. and and especially in the world that we live in now, in NCAA football with the transfer portal, you can't just coach like you used to be able to coach and be like, you know what? You need to sit down and you need to earn your job in practice, and then you'll get your shot eventually when you do that in a game. It's like this kid can wake up Monday morning, be in a bad mood, and decide he's going to enter in the portal. So it changes how you coach kids. But like you said, yeah. maybe Josh Mack making the decision to move on cleaned it up for everybody, coaches and players. So there's no rule uh, as far as the transfer portal of how many years you have to stay at the university, right? Like if I'm a, if I'm a freshman at the end of that year, I can yeah. decide yeah. at any time. Yeah. That's what I because I do feel like the transfer portal is good for the student athlete because if coaches can come and go, like, I feel like you should have the opportunity, but I do think that there needs to be some sort of, you think you should have to stay like two years. Yeah. Or maybe just like one. I don't know. Like, I don't think that a full season or I don't know. It, It should, it should operate a little bit more like a contract, like it does for coaches. Right. Because I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like the fact that coaches have to walk on eggshells because they don't want this guy. Well, if you're going to talk to me like that, or you're going to treat me bad, right? Yeah, the that, transfer portal. That's just the era that we're in. Like the you know player empowerment and all that, and and that's that's fine. I mean, because we do, we see coaches that you know I'm going to recruit you, you sign, and then the day after you sign, it's like, oh, by the way, I just took a job somewhere yeah. else. You know, like it, it. We see that all the time. So, but you're right in that coaches now have to they're recruiting guys for future they're also recruiting their own players constantly yeah because you you've got yeah. to find a way to keep them That's bought true. in and keep them happy and engaged and all that stuff so so right it is a a more difficult i think job now as a coach than maybe it was when you played joe because you know you weren't threatening to bounce into yeah. the portal and, and also you have that whole four game situation right so so it's like oh boy after three games if I haven't gotten the playing time I want, I'm not going to wait six. Yeah. I can't because then that's my year of eligibility. So I'm bouncing out now before I hit that, you know. That's so crazy. Mark. There's dudes bouncing in the middle of the season. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just don't think – how can you create chemistry in a culture when you have guys just bouncing around? But I think that's where you see some of the better coaches separate themselves because yeah. the guys that do and the guys that create that culture that keeps people bought in, that's where you see, okay – 
he's got maybe something a little bit different than than a lot of other people. Because if you can get these kids to buy in at this day and age where it is so easy to leave, like that probably speaks pretty highly. Which of, we of don't the see that culture. much here at Liberty, which uh, is clear yeah. positive. I think you'll even see another wave come through in the next, let's say, month. As new coaches get settled in, yeah. and they kind of have talks yeah. with players and they don't like what they're hearing about playing time and and system and scheme, then yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to find a new, well, a new place. That's why you see a lot of coaches, too, because we've had the early signing day. The the later one is coming up. You've heard a lot of coaches say, yeah, we're holding back three or four scholarships yeah. because of just that. There's going to be another wave, you're right, of players mm-hmm. that decide to leave, and then you're able to pluck a few more. Braxton Burmeister just left Virginia Tech. Exactly. Yeah. People example. are definitely moving around. One person that's moving around is Liberty Defensive Coordinator Scott Simons. He will be the new SMU DC led Liberty to two top 10, or I'm sorry, top 15 national rankings on defense in the past two seasons. You know, one of my true false questions was, is this guy going to be a head coach? And it looks like he is on the path to becoming a head coach, taking this SMU DC job. Well, we said at the time, remember we talked about this, yeah. what, mid-year? Where we yeah, were like, like, you know, hey, if you're going to lock up, spend the money, lock up, you freeze. And this was before he got his big deal. Like, boy, we hope they do everything to keep Scott Simons around as well. And the other thing we talked about was, do we know for sure, does is he does he have aspirations of being a head coach? Right. We didn't know that, his personal goals or whatever. But if he did, it would probably take a, one more stop yep. before he would get that opportunity. So maybe this is that stop. Maybe maybe going to SMU, that's it. I think he's from down there. So, yeah, best of luck to him. He was fantastic. Oh. The job he did, you remember when he came in, Joe, oh. we're like, what does he have here? Yeah, You know, like, oh, he had like, Th- you know, it was like two scholarship linebackers. Like he had, right. it was like, <laughs> yeah. he's piecing it together with duct tape and, and he found a way to still be a really solid defense in those days. They continue to add talented pieces. You've seen what they've become, especially in defending the pass. They've been one of the best in the nation. They were fifth in the nation going into the bowl game against the pass. So they have been fantastic. I think the bigger question will be and something we don't know as of this moment when we're taping this is does he take his boys with him? Like, does he take some yeah. of the guys on this staff with him that he has coached with and been around for a long time? That That's the question. And then we'll see what Hugh Freeze elects to do if he tries to fill that that role from within or if he goes and finds someone else that he has a connection to uh, outside the program. So that that's going to be something interesting to watch and uh, as we move forward. So we know offensive line coach, Coach Greg, he's gone to, yeah. to yeah. Southern Miss. And now we know... Uh, Simons is gone as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean yeah. Co- Coach Simons. I mean, you got to give him a great shout out. I mean, and yeah. it well awesome. for him. It's like, like you said, when he took over the defense, the defense was not in great shape. And there's really, you know, the things you look from from a defense is, you know, one, one, how are they fundamentally? Like you can look at a defense, break them down on film, and say, what do they look like fundamentally? And then what are their, what's the scheme like? That's the second thing. And then the third thing is how much passion do they play with? And when you when you find a team that can be fundamental, have the scheme, play with passion, you can build a really good defense. And that's hard to do, to take that recipe, take those ingredients and put it together. And Scott Simons was able to do that liberty. They weren't perfect by any means. They weren't perfect. But I'll tell you what, they were a lot better. And because and when you're looking to hire a coach, right, that sometimes, sometimes you just have better players, right? right? Coach may not be that great, but you just have better players. When you can find that secret sauce where you can put those three things together – and with good players, 
that's when you build a really good defense. And and he's thinking I'm going to get down into into Texas and and find some some nice players at SMU and build a really good defense, which is like you said, the next stepping stone becoming head coach. I know I'm really happy for him, but. Also, sad. it is sad to see him leave. Yeah. yeah, great dude. Yeah, really good guy. Uh, I mean, yeah. so great, great dude. How long when we talked to him leading yeah. up to that? What game? The last game is Army. Yeah, Army. I mean, he was he was chatting with us for like 30, 45 minutes, and you can he definitely has the ingredients to be a really, really good head coach one day. But definitely going to miss him around here. here here's a question though: You got me thinking yeah. about the linebackers that first year, two thousand nineteen. Do you can you name two of them? From 19? Ooh, yeah, 2019. 19. I had to look it up. Uh, Once you hear the names, you'll be like, oh, I'm sure I that's will. right. Uh, but yeah. Gosh. All right. Well, so that was pre uh, pre Butler. Pre Butler, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Solomon Ajayi. Yep. Good. So he was the he was like the guy. Yeah, he was the guy. Um, and then there's one more that kind of was fairly consistent. Last name is a color. Hmm. Green? Yeah. Do you remember his first name? No, I just okay. picked a color. <laughs> nice job. Remington Green. Remington Green. Remington I believe Green. who's had a really good year, I believe, at Colorado Mesa. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good, that. yeah, yeah, nice that's purple. But like after Aqua. that, half these guys, unfortunately, Aqua. I do not know Turquoise. any of them. Yeah. Aaron Pierre was yeah. Yeah. one. Okay. Aaron Pierre, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Pierre was yeah. there too. But yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's yeah. crazy how the talent level each year is yeah, grown in the better position. Orange, you glad I gave you a hint? Yeah, that's Oh, boy. So February 5th is the Senior Bowl yeah. down in Mobile. Malik Willis obviously attending that. He's one of five of the six quarterbacks in this class that are looked to be drafted pretty high. What does he need to do in order to separate himself at the Senior Bowl? Take his shirt off. Money <laughs> <laughs> oh is strong. The strength aspect up. is going to be yeah. there. Yeah. Clean it yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, the, what I've always said about Malik Willis, and I think this is, you know, you can use, you look at the Russell Wilsons and some of these other people that can that can get out of the pocket and scramble and run, but it's going to be a whole nother world in the NFL of trying to run away from people. It's just not going to happen. You're going to, I mean, you're at, there's athletic guys that, but there's not very many Lamar Jacksons, and and Malik isn't Lamar Jackson, but. He does have the ability to run, but bottom line, it's going to come down for him is what I've always said is his ability to stand in the pocket pocket and make the throws when it really counts during crunch time. He's got the arm. He the talent level is there. Okay, but can he do full field reads of defenses, be able to process process that really quickly, stand in the pocket and make those throws? If he could do that, then he could be a really good NFL player. If it turns into I'm I'm just looking to get out of here and run. He he eventually is. It, it, won't, it won't last very long. There's been a lot of good runners in the NFL that don't last long because it, everybody's fast. Did your brother tell you to say that? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Right. But you know, one thing Jimmy did tell me though. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday, last night about this. He said, and I was surprised his answer about this. He said, you know, the senior like well, Malik Willis trash talks really going to depend on what he does in the Senior Bowl. And, you know, Jim worked for the senior bowl in the NFL for, for 20 plus years. And he said, you know, not really. It's like, you know, you, you, they've got a good body of work on them yeah. and what he's done. So will that, will his draft stock go up really high or go down really low by what he does in the senior bowl? Like, oh, this is what it really all, all counts on. He's like, yeah, not, not really. It's not, it's not as big a deal as some people think it really is. I'm interested to see, because even going back to over the summer, remember he went to some of those high profile camps. Yeah. And the buzz you would hear from people that have, have been around this, you know, and, and more so in, in, you know, as reporters and things like that was, whoa, physically, 
he looks different. Yeah. Like, the guys are like, well, is this guy a power lifter? Like, the, the quads yeah. on this guy. Like, that. So, in that sense, for him to be around these other guys, like, I, that's going to be interesting. To see just physically. Yeah. People see them, you know, standing next to each other. Okay, what does he look like compared to these other guys? But I think the one thing that he can show, and we've seen, but again, just kind of reinforced for people, is the accuracy. You know, because there's just always that that stigma of a running quarterback. Like, well, yeah. that's why he's a running quarterback because he can't stand in the pocket and throw it accurately. And I think he has a chance to just completely wipe all that out uh, and continue, you know, to do what we've seen him do when he's had the time to do it, which is be accurate down the field throwing the football. He's had those interceptions yeah. and those problems. A lot of those, he's scrambling out of the pocket. He's throwing back across his. But like, there's been a lot of things where it's like, man, maybe he probably shouldn't have thrown that ball at all. But he was running for his life. Yeah. Like to be able to stand in the pocket and throw accurately, I think is just another thing he can kind of, again, kind of show I people mean, like, I, I, I can be that guy. Yeah. I was going to say, his, big, his biggest unknown right now, I think, for the NFL is decision making. Like yeah. you have to make decisions, you have to process a lot of information really quickly and then make decisions to where to go with the football. And I think for him to be able to stand in the pocket and make those decisions, athletically, arm talent, physically, all those different things. And great kid, all great locker room player. He he checks all the boxes. But for an NFL, and I think that's for a lot of kids. I mean, especially you know, it's a high draft choice. Kids come up, they get in the NFL, and it's like, man, that was a really bad decision when they when they throw the football. Like, can he stand in the pocket and process? an NFL defense and make the decisions to go in the right place with the football. So will these GMs and stuff or whoever is going to the senior bowl for these teams representing them, are they going to show him film and help or ask him to make decisions? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they get him up on the board and go through the whole dog and pony show. They've got rooms there. Oh yeah. 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 I think too, I wonder, I'm curious about the hype machine in the sense of take away all the on field stuff. He goes to the senior bowl. He goes to the combine. You see the strength. You see the arm. He sheds a couple tackles here and there. And fan bases get behind him, yeah. right? And that just that hype gets going. And then ownership, here's that hype. And especially for a quarterback in the first round, you wonder how much that could affect something. Because some owners are like, I want this guy. Yeah. Well, just I for jersey sales. Splash. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, it like, but what, I, I think a good owner wouldn't let that. But there's a get lot of bad owners, owners out there. What was the, it, was it the yeah, uh, Browns owner who like a homeless guy told him to take Johnny Manziel? Remember that <laughs> yeah, I know. You remember that story like, where it's like, oh, this homeless guy is like, yeah. take Johnny football. And like, it's from, a sign from, from God. From the heavens, you know, right. right. Or yeah. even yeah. Dwayne Haskins, you know, just yeah. a couple yeah. years That's ago. a perfect example. Yeah. That's a perfect example. He, you know, like, yeah. There's hype. Oh, that guy could throw the, you know, And he was from D.C. You know? He was from D.C., exactly. played high school so football there, and that was Don't be decision. surprised if you see some guy, like Atlanta, for example, like that. I don't know who the and owner that's where, is there, that's, but, like, yeah. he's from there. Arthur Blank. Has, yeah, yeah, has a great showing. Could he be like, hey, I want Malik? I feel like you got to do this. He's a good owner. I don't think he would be. He doesn't. I don't think This is going to be. But that's a good point. That is a good point, though, right? That's a good point. This is going to be fun, though, because oh, yeah. we've seen, you know, his entire career here at Liberty. We kind of have our thoughts. But now to see him go on to these stages and to get the thoughts of all these other people that haven't you know, seen him every day and every game like we have that are now just maybe just diving in yeah. deeper into what he is. It's going to be interesting to see how what maybe we think is different than what other people think or or if it lines up. So where do we think he's gone? Yeah, so what's the million-dollar question? First, before you get to that, Emily, will he go in the first round? Yes. Yes, or no? yes so. I think he will. Yes? Yeah. Again, I think just you, you're you going to see that arm will. and all that, and people are going to see his athleticism, and that will yeah. be enough. I say he goes in the second round. Okay. Really? Yeah. I think 15 through 25. Yeah. 
and he goes yeah. in the second round. I think he lost something. That was that bulk of the, those four games where he just didn't play very well, and he's under a lot of dis- – I would love to see him. Well, the first it's going to be wrong, someone who sees his ceiling and sees, like, the ability to develop yep. him, right, at the yep. next level. That's where yep. – that's what makes, you know, a good owner, a good coach versus – I've seen the, the Lions Jets. pop up a lot. <laughs> I've seen them pop up. In oh, it'd be places. terrible for him to go to the Lions. Well, I, I, I take be. away your personal bias against. I'm just saying where usually there's that much smoke, there must be a little fire. Like there mm-hmm. has to be some form of inside information getting out that they must really like him. So I, I see. Don't. I would rather him go in a second to a good team, him be behind someone. They have a 23rd pick or something like that from really a, from a, a trade second. Or something oh, like man. That. Yeah. I hope. I, that could I could I happen. jump back to this bowl game real fast? Yeah, yeah. Because you're, talk, you're talking MVPs. Can I tell you? Yes. Matt Warner's MVP. My MVP. I mean, they give out seven in the yeah. ending tree bowl. So <laughs> My MVP like... is Steve Harvey. Family Feud, did you hear yeah. about all this that Who's happened? Steve? No. Let me tell I you about Steve this Harvey, man. I he love I've seen this on social media. So apparently, you know, Bowl Week, they have all these events for the teams yeah. and things for them to go do. Well, apparently one night they had a Family Feud game. That's Eastern fun, Michigan by the way. Against Liberty, right? So that you do things like yeah. this. Well, I guess Eastern Michigan won. And so their tight ends coach put out a picture of the room where they're doing this. And on one side of the room, you see all these Eastern Michigan guys jumping up and down, celebrating. Apparently, maybe it was when they just won. On the other side of the room, not as many Liberty guys. They're seated. And the coach put out the tweet with the hashtag. All he said was team culture. Right? Almost like his culture, their culture. No, he better than didn't. Liberty. Yes. That's so That's I'm totally telling you within 30 minutes of Liberty winning the bowl game. You have Liberty coaches. You have all these players firing off all <laughs> these tweets about team culture and guys saying, like, oh hope you enjoyed your win on Thursday. Oh, you know, what a hope you enjoyed that family disaster. feud win. So I think the MVP, if you're looking for motivation, it came from family feud. Yeah. <laughs> which then leads you to the question, like, what it ha- what would happen in if they had played Syracuse in like a words with friend game on Thursday and lost? Would that have provided? Yeah. Enough? Is that you know what I mean? Like who knows what the season might have yeah. been? Maybe you lose a Scrabble game. Just you know who knows what might have happened? But that's interesting. How quickly all these guys yes. it really got under their skin. Apparently, <laughs> it's the classic like the Michael Jordan like and I took that personally. Me yeah. everywhere like yes. family feud game got under some people's skin, and as soon as the game was over. They were firing back. That is. Oh, yeah. Coach Hunley even put retweeted culture wins. Yeah. You can can tell. Or there should you have some available to read off. TJ Green said he quote tweeted it. Glad y'all had fun playing Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Hashtag Team Culture. Like Duran, <laughs> what a setup! Low, this guy set it up. Screenshot of them holding of Liberty holding the trophy. Hashtag Team Culture. Like it's wow. up and down. Yeah, I mean Jonathan Bennett got it. Like everybody. Like yeah. so. Yeah, this tight ends coach is like. Okay, maybe, but he feels maybe like could have. That's like that that's one. like whenever. Um, oh my gosh, going back to early in the season when someone said that. Malik can't really throw oh, yeah, that well. Old Dominion he, defensive yeah, back. Was not, that was, yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah. So Family Feud, that's oh, the MVP. Yeah. I actually yeah. love, love that show. And then I'm always like, oh my gosh, they're so dumb. How do they not know? And then when you actually play like the, the game yeah. with your yeah, family, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. I would actually be terrible <laughs> on live TV. Um, let's move on to some hoops. Unless you guys want to give your MVP. MVP? No. For the bowl I'm, giving, I'm giving my final shout-out to my guy, and I'm going to tell you what else about okay. him. Nothing he, but dubs. Nothing but dubs, right? But I saw him after the uh, – what is the last game we did? Army, Army game. or you, No, it was after the UMass game when they won. And 
He's got a full gold grill, just he to let you know. Yeah, yeah he's, got the gold, he's got the gold grill. Demario Douglas, I think. Does he got too. the gold grill. Might he's got the big smile with the gold grill, and I'm giving it to my to my guy, DJ Nut But Dubs Stubbs. Is that what you asked for for Christmas? I might get it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he tell you after the game that he wants to do some broadcasting? He did. Yeah. He did. He, said, he, said, yeah. he went straight, I got to meet this Watch Matt out. Warner guy. He said, yeah. I got to meet this Matt Warner guy. We'll, we'll give him the, uh, what's the machine that you like draw up all the plays the on? Telestrator. Telestrator. Uh, Telestrator. We're yeah. going to give him that for Christmas. You Joe's already taught, building the hype for next year Is on the it? Telestrator. He was texting oh me during gosh. the, no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. He's like, I'm so going to dominate pre-snap on the it's Telestrator. It's pre-snap on the Telestrator. Yeah. That's who you got to get. Fired like, up. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. yeah. One thing I did want to finish with, our thoughts and prayers go out to Story Jackson's family. Sure. Yeah. To see him get a sack and, and point up at, towards heavens. That was emotional, but good for them. And I saw his girlfriend also posted on, uh, there's like a, a face, Flames Nation, it's called on yeah. Facebook, just how much all the the uh, outpouring of support and prayers meant to his family. So yeah, we continue, they continue to be in our thoughts him. and prayers. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's switch gears to some hoops. Liberty having Not, success on the road yeah. for both sides. Yeah. Um, like I started the show, which is very important, was the Flames are now heading to Hawaii. But before we get into that. Um, oh, Hawaii? I love Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, playing in that Hawaii thing. Yeah. There's good teams in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you Hawaii not know thing. what I've been yeah. talking yeah. about? But wait, who else is who are they playing? They're starting with Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa. I know Stanford. I think Wyoming is in there. As Stanford's well. like two in the country, yes. aren't they? No, I don't think so. No. I thought they were <laughs> ranked high. They're quite that high. No, no, no. Time out. Pull up the charts. They're ranked high. Yacht Talk knows basketball. That Liberty took down was Carver College. Well, <laughs> yeah, Carver. 95-36. No, we're going to – you went to the game at um, East, against East yeah. Carolina, correct, yeah, I Matt? Did. I did. Tell me about the atmosphere uh, there. Well um, – How intense it was in Charlotte. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Where was it at? UNC Charlotte? Uh, no, it was actually at the Spectrum Center, the uh, Hornets oh. Arena. It was yeah. – There's. Uh, I mean, listen, the 200 people that were there were really into it. Uh, but it was dead. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about these neutral sites. But that's the problem when you have these neutral sites and huge arenas. It's like, and it's, you know, it's not hometown for either of these teams. But uh, Liberty started. On Friday, most people work. Right. It's 1 o'clock or one thirty yeah. on Friday. Yeah. So um, most people work, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I was going to go yeah. that oh, one. She walked yeah. right into that one, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was there. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. yeah, Liberty started slow, looking rough early, but then really just broke out. And Darius McGee shot a ton. Ended up with I think it was twenty seven, um, but uh, that kid Listen, the key is is Shiloh Robinson. That yeah. guy's the key. He nearly had a double double. Um, then Liberty ends up winning that ball game. But like I'm telling you, this team they're starting to kind of figure it out, and you're starting to see some other guys step up when when Darius McGee isn't on. And uh, if they do that, if they get that secondary scoring like we've talked about, they're going to be really really good this season and, and a real problem for folks like. McGee had 27 on 10 or 26 shooting. He did shoot it an absolute ton. But you had other guys. You had Blake Preston who had 10 points. Uh, Kyle Rode was 4 of 4 from yeah. field, 3 of 3 from 3. They need him to score. So you saw what you needed to see. Good win over a solid team that was, they were 8 and 2 coming in. Yeah. And so for Liberty to knock them off, um, that's a pretty, pretty solid win for them. But this tournament in Honolulu really going to be a big test for them against some of these. Um, you, know, you got BYU, really, really South Florida, teams. Vanderbilt, Hawaii there as well. So yeah. yeah, you got you got some some good teams there for sure. And you also hope that this is a trip. Obviously, being on an island with all your teammates, that this is going um, to bring them together. They're not just going there to play basketball. Fun. That's you know, gonna be a blast. Oh yeah. Right? Oh, 
I mean, they have awesome. hula dance lessons today oh. at three. Rhett's a really good hula dancer. Yeah. You, you didn't know, know that, but uh, yeah. he's good. I don't know why. <laughs> I want, can I go back to this last victory, yeah. though? I think a pivotal win for the Flames <laughs> yeah. moving forward in the sense of you got this young group, and, yeah, they've had some tough losses uh, throughout the early stages of the season. To be able to battle back, they were down in double digits yeah. fairly early. To claw their way back, the belief in, like, Brody Peebles had some offensive output and got, some guys did some really good things, and I think the biggest part, yes, Shiloh Robinson is the key, but to see Kyle Rode pour in 12, I thought was massive. Like, I think that could set the table. Not saying you're going to go to Hawaii and dominate, but when it comes to conference play, at least you have that feeling of, hey, we were able to battle back in a game in which we were down significantly in and just trust the system. The offense will come. I thought that was huge. By the yeah. way, Stanford's six and four. They're not second in the country. So I didn't just to correct so. Joe earlier, I want to set the record straight. <laughs> First time in 37 games that women, the Flames Stanford women. came back so. from a halftime deficit. So... <laughs> Again, huge win leading into um, some big games out in Honolulu. On the women's side, back My to girls, back, yes. Yeah, back to back victories yeah. um, against Grand Canyon and UTRGV. That's right. I know that um, Kelly doesn't like to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I love setting up U Kelly Dale for those. She just has no idea how to say it. But yeah, they played amazing. Jordan Bailey with uh, 18 in one game, and then Red Stat had, I think it was, I can't remember. I don't think it was 29. It was in the 20s, mid 20s. She was dominant. So <clears throat> ladies just pouring it on here as of late. Um, I actually saw a tweet out by um, a fairly well known women's basketball writer and they went best team in each state, and they had the Flames there in Virginia. Oh, so really? good to see after That's they, awesome. they knocked off Virginia Tech. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's nice. For that one. Yes. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> that, that, that win really kind of set the table, I think, for the rest of their season. Now the belief is, hey, can we knock off FGCU? Because mm -hmm. that's really like the, the stud left on the roster. You play them twice. You play them early on the road. In Who is conference it? play? Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. yeah Last time I saw, legit. they were ranked 22nd. They're, they are legit. And so, uh, yeah, this ladies team, a lot of fun to watch right now. I think the coolest part is that on any given night, you don't know who's going to step up. You know you're going to get double digits from Maya Berkman. And actually, in one of those games, she only had three points. So, typically, you're going to get a solid outing from her. But it could be Redstad. It could be Bailey. It could be Alyssa Iverson. You don't know who's going to be that teammate who's going to pour in double-digit scoring for you, and I think that's been the key to their success. They have multiple weapons that on any game can can drop in 15 to 20 points for you, and that's just a huge uh, accelerant for their success. Nice. You sounded like you needed to say No, that no, I'm good. Ball. That's yeah. great. That was great. Right? Yeah, definitely yeah. not easy for defenses to, to scout you not if you have all. multiple yeah. weapons. Um, so they have one more game, home game, on Thursday, December 30th before getting into conference play on January 5th. So... It's going to be really, really exciting to see the Lady Flames um, in conference. Can I say one last thing before we shift into probably the Christmas something? Yes. Jill Bolton. We need to throw oh, yes. National Field Hockey Player Speaking of the Year. First Liberty athlete ever. To win National yeah. Player of the Year. So what congrats to her. What a career she had. Uh, what a season That's incredible. they had. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so congrats to her. I, you know, feel hockey got a lot of attention down the stretch as they should have. And I just want to make sure we we mentioned her. I'll say this about Joe Bolton. Like we have we have daughters, right. right? If my daughter ends up to be is like 
classy of an athlete in person as she is, I will have lived a good life. Her parents yeah. did a great job. Like they really of, did. Out of ambassadors Way to go. university. Way to go, Bolton. Yeah, she, she job, is eh? just a Go to the Bolton family farm yeah. up in Pennsylvania. Is that where they're from, Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah get, you, get you. What was the food? Farm, she they, farm they, girl. They gave me like a, a roast beef sandwich and it had like a pepper, no, a cheese that had horseradish oh. in it. Oh, oh my goodness. Get up there. Oh, I, yeah, oh, I could live oh, up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's shift gears yeah. from what kind of sandwich? Roast beef? Sandwich? Yeah, like roast beef with horseradish cheddar cheese. And they oh, make yeah, the sandwiches in the deli. Long. And it's like oh, all their own yeah. meats, Joe. Listen, road, roadie. It's yeah, my road let's trip. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's shift gears to a lot of Christmas caroling, right. which, speaking of Christmas caroling, keep an eye out because Liberty Football did some Christmas caroling for a feature that I just finished. Did they up. really? Oh, Where did they go to? Um, or is this a surprise? I set up, I set up a uh, green screen, so you yeah. don't know. They could be in front of the Polar Express. Oh, they that's could great. Be at the North Pole. Those but bits are so. It, I love watching. This it thing. is um, some pretty interesting stuff with yeah. with these voices and okay. the song selections. So um, keep a lookout for that in these next uh, couple of days. But Christmas songs, we love them. But oh. let's rank some of the worst of the worst. What is the worst Christmas song? Matt Warner, we'll start with you. Well, can I tell you, first off, I was doing some research. Google <laughs> ranks the, says the least popular Christmas song of all time, Christmas Shoes. Christmas Shoes. Could, yeah. Oh, Chris, how Christmas Shoes is, is a horrible song. Can you sing it for yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. Mamas. <laughs> but, I that, think, I think your, Red just lost his coffee. Yeah. Is that your turkey? Yeah, it's a tur no, yeah, that's a terrible yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. I don't Brutal. know if I know that's that the least It's a kid goes to the store and his mom's dying. Getting she's shoes. Needs, wait, your mom's in the bed. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not right. good. Okay. The worst song, but also the best song at the same time. I don't, it is I, possible. I, tell me yeah. everything Warner the same Warner and I thing. talk about this song all the time. Every it's called year. Same Old Lang Syne. Who's it that sings it, Rhett? Part, who sings it? Yeah. It's uh, Dan Fogelberg. Yeah. 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 It's a Here's, you. You'd know it, Joe. Okay. You would know it. It's yeah. basically, it tells a story. Dan Fogelberg is awesome, this, by this the guy way. guy goes into a grocery store, sees his old flame. Oh, that's a gr that's one of the right. best I ever. Know, but it's right. so bad, yeah. it's great. And the snow turned into rain. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yes. You know that's yes, what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Oh, my that's goodness. Great. They have the conversation. They uh, drink coffee together. Yeah. It's a beautiful Christmas. And then they have to leave it. And the snow. Turned into room. That sounds like Adam oh. Sandler. Yeah, Little right? Sandler. Yeah. yeah, the Hanukkah song by oh. Adam Sandler is a classic. So I love crazy. that one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, one of the worst of all time. Okay. Wonderful Christmas time, Paul McCartney. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal song. Well, uh, that, that's a terrible. Can Christmas you? Song. That's that terrible. One for me? No, you can. Little Google drummer it, boy yeah. by Justin Bieber is also. Horrible. <laughs> Little Justin drummer Bieber? boy in general. I'm yeah. like, listen, no. you give me I like two perumpa pom poms and yeah, I'm out. Pack like, that's it. Yeah, we I'm with you on that one. I am with oh, you on that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. come on. Well, USA Today has the Grinch. You're a mean that song? as as the worst. That's a great oh, song. That's yeah, that's a great, great so song. Oh, stink, stink, stink. No, your that's brothers, a great your brothers here watching. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the Christmas you, shoes. He, is let's first. get the <laughs> least favorite. Jimmy, you got a got one you hate back there. No, okay. <laughs> I you saw know what? Mommy kissing yeah. Santa Claus that's by terrible. Jackson Five you, is number two. Hands down, hands down, the my personal favorite Christmas song of all all time. Yeah, it's not even close. And we'll fight back and forth with this on Taylor Swift, but wham. Last Christmas, no. George Michael really? is is it's 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 the best. It's the best. Wow! Just George Michael, yeah, and the Wham. Last Christmas, you okay. can put it on repeat and just keep playing it all day long. <laughs> yeah. Play it all day long. Quickly, Christmas plans that you guys have. 
Uh, nothing. Not, no uh, traditions. Just hang out. No Although nothing. we did go caroling actually last night oh, really? with our That's church. Fun. With our college group, it was great. So we're going to some of the older folks in our church that maybe aren't getting out a lot. It was great. We went up to one, kind of this older community. Wait, go, paint the picture. How many people so are it's there? Like, you guys it's like, in Christmas sweaters? It's like sweaters? probably 15 of us, maybe. So a bunch of kids, all that stuff. We no go way up. you're actually singing, though. You're yeah, just oh, mouthing yeah. it. Oh, no, I was you're... just belting it out. <laughs> so we go up, we start singing, and you see this old lady go over to her blinds. Close the blinds. <laughs> no, she didn't. She goes the next. No, she didn't. Closes the blinds. That's a that is one of the greatest. Yeah, and then eventually, that's not a true story. Out, and then she tried to be like, "Oh, it was just I happened to be closing the blinds oh. at the same moment you were <laughs> yeah, here." Oh, like, hey. okay, yeah, Emily, right. I've got a great. That's because at your church they've yeah. done this in the past, right? Well, his pastor is my neighbor. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. And so this is a funny story that just hit me. One, this is maybe four years ago. I'm sitting in, we have a big bay window that looks out to our front yard, right? So I'm sitting on the couch. It's in my pajama pants. And all of a sudden I'm watching TV and the, the bay window is wide open. And I, and I hear something and I'm like, that's Christmas caroling. And I mean, you're talking like you're six feet away from through my bay window to my front thing. And I had, I'm laying back on the couch and I had my arm up in the air and I was scratching my armpit. <laughs> I'm scratching my armpit. And while, while I'm scratching my armpit, I hear, deck the halls with balls off. And I'm like, what is that sound? And I look over and there's 15 people looking at me scratching yeah, my armpit through great. the door. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay. We're here. You Gretzky, what are you guys yeah. up to? Gretzky. Just, you know, we'll go to church on, on Christmas Eve and then. The next morning is is mayhem. Not it's not mayhem. It's organized chaos. You know, organized but, chaos. Yeah, yeah. You know, my kids have gotten to the stage. I don't. You know, since I have so many eight, where it's like they each want to buy each other something. Yes. You know, you go to the dollar store. And it's like all right, kids buy each other something. You know, and then but to open those gifts, like it's like eight times seven. That's fifty six dollar presents that they have to open. Oh, you know what I mean? It like, is that takes 50 a while. times worse at my house. And is there's it? not. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's I'm just like, it's can funny. We control. Can we do? Like yeah, you got to control it. It really is. It, it, uh, it takes three or four hours. Yeah, you got to control. Open it's important to control present so opening. What about you? you uh, we, we, we stay here. The yacht compound will make the we'll make the uh, track, tr make the track down to the in-laws place, open presents up. And, you know, it's going to be it's always it's always good. Good meals. Good times. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, we're going to take the next two weeks Whoa. off. I know. Hiatus. But yeah. we, w when we come back, that's going to be the week after the third. So, oh, no. I'm no, thinking. It'll be the third. It'll be Sorry. the third? This is my last show, I yes. think, right? Uh, at least for the near term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll bring you back around the senior So bowl. we'll be back How the, about that? the right. 10th. Is that what we're doing? The 10th? I don't know because I, I I figured you're taking a lot of time I'm off. Not. Are we not going to be back on uh, the third? Let's, this let's, is an off air discussion, guys. Oh, I like it. It's you an off air discussion. Third right. anniversary, so I'm not. Gonna, oh, congratulations! Uh, yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you everybody, go, bring the wife. She can come. Yeah. 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 I brought my brother. Brought my brother. Bring the wife next time. <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone has a safe and merry Christmas. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.